Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Paul continues instructing Timothy about leadership in the church. In chapter 3, he begins to focus on the two offices of the church, the office of pastor and the office of deacon. I encourage you to take your Bible and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3 as we study a fine work. Before we go to verse 1, let's pray together. Father in heaven, I pray that you would give us the faith and the understanding to see your word as your word and to embrace it with all of our heart. Father, I pray for your church, that it will be led by godly men, that they will pray like they're called to pray, and that they will be morally and virtuously godly men the way you desire pastors and leaders in the church to be. And Father, I pray that you will equip them with wisdom and discernment. But help us today as we study your word, Father, to understand that we need to know the qualifications of these offices because we often have a part in choosing who serves in these capacities. So give us understanding. Give us clarity regarding these things. And again, strengthen your church. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we move into 1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul begins to share with Timothy the requirements for the church offices. The Bible identifies two primary offices for the church. We have the pastor and the deacon. The word pastor is not always used of that office. Sometimes we have elder, overseer, bishop, pastor. All of those things refer to the exact same office. We can see this in the book of Acts as people in those offices are addressed by those different terms. Those different terms often refer to the obligations of being a pastor or a shepherd, an overseer, an elder, rather than being a title for the office itself. And so Paul starts out in 1 Timothy chapter 3 by saying, It is a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it is a fine work he desires to do. Paul has several trustworthy statements in the New Testament. One of the statements that he refers to as trustworthy is, he says it is a trustworthy statement that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Another trustworthy statement is, if any man aspires to the office of overseer, that is pastor, shepherd, elder, it is a fine work he desires to do. We need to break down this trustworthy statement for just a moment, because what we see first and foremost is, we see the reference to the office. It is an office. It is a responsibility. It is a specific position in the church. There may be other positions in the church, but this is a biblical one. Churches require, churches need pastors. They need elders. They need overseers. They need this individual or group of individuals to do this. And he says, if any man aspires to the office of overseer, there is an indication here that it's good to aspire to become a pastor. It's good to have aspirations or a desire or a longing to become a pastor. Now, simply because you have an aspiration or a desire to become a pastor or an overseer or an elder, 
just because you have that desire does not necessarily make you qualified or capable. And that's what the rest of this passage is dealing with when it comes to overseer. So it's a trustworthy statement that if you aspire to the office of an overseer, it's a fine work you desire to do. Now, we see a second part here. Many people do not see the pastoral office or the pastoral responsibility as a responsibility of work. Now, many people do see it as a responsibility of work, but those who aspire to such an office often aspire to it, often desire it because of what they suppose the office entails. They like the idea of maybe being up in front of a congregation or being a leader. Maybe they like the idea of serving and helping other people. It's not the office alone that we are to aspire to, but the work that the officer or the pastor does. And most people simply don't know all that a pastor is responsible for. And so that's not really what this passage deals with, and so I'm not going to deal with it as well. But we do need to understand to be a pastor is to do a job. It's to do activities. There are specific things that a pastor, a shepherd, is responsible for in holding and maintaining this office. And so it's a fine work that he desires. This is a trustworthy statement. So it's good for our young men to aspire to become pastors. It's good for our young men to desire to do this work. But we need to make sure they understand what that work is. So we start out in verse 2 explaining exactly what the qualifications are. And we're going to work through these qualifications, not in this podcast, but over the next few podcasts. But let's read through these qualifications all the way down to verse 8 for just a moment. It says, An overseer, then, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. He must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity. But if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? And not a new convert, so that he will not become conceited and fall into the condemnation incurred by the devil. And he must have a good reputation with those outside the church, so that he will not fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So there's the list of qualifications. There's another list, by the way, that Paul gives to Titus, and it's very similar. And when you combine the two, you get a complete job description as far as the qualifications of one who desires this. So let's go back to verse 1 for just a second. It's not enough to desire the office of overseer. It's not enough to understand what their job is and desire to do that. You must be qualified. Now, I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to disagree with, but that's okay because it's clearly taught in the Scripture. And it goes back to chapter 2 where Paul was addressing the responsibility of women. He says, he does not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. If we take God's word to be God's word, then we need to understand when God is speaking to the office of pastor, overseer, or elder in these first eight verses, 
he is referring to a masculine individual, a male, a man. And that's not culturally acceptable. It's not even acceptable within the denomination that I serve in. But that's what God's Word teaches. And we need to embrace what God's Word teaches by faith, even as I said earlier, we may not fully understand it or even agree with it. We don't have to agree with it. We don't have to understand it. But that doesn't change the fact that that's what God is saying. And again, if we go back and edit God's Word so that it fits our culture, where do we stop? I believe we don't go back and edit it at all. And some people will say, well, that's easy for you to say you're a man. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot about being a man that I don't like in the Scriptures as well. (laughs) We won't go into all of that. There is no easy way to serve the Lord. It doesn't matter if you're the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross, if you're the Apostle Paul beating his body into submission and sacrificing and suffering to spread the gospel. It doesn't matter if you're Peter being crucified upside down or John exiled on the Isle of Patmos. It doesn't matter if you're male or female, Jew or Greek, slave or free, wise or foolish. There is no easy capacity to serve the Lord. And God's the one who decides our gifts, our abilities, our gender, our social standing. He decides all of these things, and he uses us as he chooses, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We need to understand that. We need to make peace with, we are not in charge. Jesus is in charge of the church. Jesus holds the pastors in his hand. He walks among the churches, according to the book of Revelation. He is in charge. He's the head. And under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we are told what the Bible says. And we need to understand that. And by faith, we need to accept it. We may not fully understand it. We may not like it. That's okay. We need to make peace with, we serve the Lord, period. Now, with that said, I'm going to address this passage from that point of view. Father in heaven, help us to understand your word. Help us to understand that it is your word, and we are your servants. You are God, and we are not. And our culture does not guide or dictate what we believe, but your word does. And I thank you for all of those people who struggle with these issues, who are willing to, by faith, trust in you, trust in your word. And I pray, Father, that we will be able to go forward as the body of Christ in a way that honors and glorifies you. Strengthen your people today. Give them understanding and wisdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.